I had never heard the story. I had I, never I just, heard the story, but we were, I think Dan and I are both so intimately aware of like Mormon manipulation techniques that it was like you see a woman, you see athletics, something bad happens. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you, you, know, you know that we're not going to hear yeah. about her getting a gold medal. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah no, I, I seriously saw that wheelchair coming a mile away. Too bad she didn't see that. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, because when people tell me to go fuck myself, it's nice to be able to say I already have. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is the chair where Heath will sit when he gets back. But until then, sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm good, Noah. Hey, you know who's a great actor in spite of what we saw three times in a row this week? <laughs> Daniel Beecher, everybody. We swear, he's great. Uh, a lot of evidence to the contrary, but trust us. <laughs> All right, speaking of which, also joining us today are two very special guest masochists. Frank and Dan host the Thank God I'm Atheist podcast, one of the shows that really paved the way for shows like ours. Frank, Dan, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks yeah, for having thanks us, for guys. Having awesome. I mean, I don't know if I really should be thanking you, frankly. Right, uh, yeah, right. Right, exactly. We'll I want to make sure we got that out on, early. But for right now, I'm going to thank you. <laughs> awesome. All right. So we not we watched not one, but three movies. Well, three shorts anyway. Uh, and they all share a dark secret. Uh, so, Frank, what will we be breaking down today? I'm pretty sure that's going to be Dan's ego. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, um, it's uh, three Mormon films uh, produced by the uh, so-called church education system. Um, I'm using the word church loosely because, you know, we're talking about Mormons here. Also, education's pretty loose on that one. <laughs> yeah. And huh? film. Uh, <laughs> these are not artistic endeavors. Yeah. You know, probably even system when you think about it. Yeah. All right. And Dan, we've already alluded to it, but what is the dark secret that binds all three of these films together? Well, no, it's Jesus. All three of these well. turds are about Jesus. That's what it's. Oh, oh, and also there's this incredibly dashing young actor that makes an appearance in all three of them. Uh, it may seem a little weird that the LDS Church would use the same incredibly handsome kid in all three of their idiotic propaganda pieces, but when you see how insanely talented he is, you really get it. Right, yeah. and I cannot wait for you to see how insanely <laughs> young Dan is. Oh my god, you guys. I, <laughs> oh, it, was, it was the 90s. Is that my excuse? It was the I don't know. Did the 90s make your head a perfect circle? Was that a thing <laughs> that happened in the 90s? I'm pretty sure that was just my Swiss heritage. No, <laughs> I'm going Swiss. Yeah, no, round know. head was big back then, though. I remember. Yeah, exactly. I remember. All I'm Wait. saying is I was around in the 90s, too, Dan. I don't have anything quite this embarrassing to go back to. Well, it no, you do. It just wasn't put onto film. <laughs> well, right. Which is my problem. This is the problem of the aspiring young actor is that your worst mistakes are there for all to see, apparently for eternity. Yeah. <laughs> It's true. I feel you, Dan. I feel you. Yeah, and you had a lot of reason to believe that these would be forgotten. You couldn't have foreseen YouTube, right? No. So, no. Yeah. Uh, although, I will admit that at the time that I made these films, 
I was pretty fucking proud. <laughs> so, I was like, yeah, everybody should see this shit. What are you talking about? I was, I was a believing Mormon and I was, uh, you know, I was getting, I was booking gigs. Like what's not to be happy about? Yeah. Yeah. It's sending a great message into the world. Oh yeah. yeah. Really good message. Really, really <laughs> strong, solid, clear messaging here. Clear. That's what I was going to use. Clear. Yeah. Very <laughs> Very clear. <laughs> well, the fact that you were proud of it shows how poorly the message was received anyway. But right. um, so but before we get to that, Eli, tell us how bad were these movies? Well, if you love child porn, but what? you're tired of losing your sandwich empire because of all the sex, you will love these movies. Hey, Dan, Dan, why did you star in three Almost child porns because that <laughs> truly is the only connective tissue of young Dan's film career is children being like, oh, I sure would love that lollipop and me like getting my dick out and everything. And then boom, we're talking about Mormonism. Uh, hey, let me just make sure I understand the question. Are you asking why was I in them and not you? Is that the question? <laughs> It could have been me. I, I love that it's just my bitterness. <laughs> just sad, fat baby Eli sitting next to Dan. Hey, good luck, man. I don't need luck. I'm fucking Dan Beecher. And then you spit in my mouth and walk away. Aww. Aww. Tap dance away, more like it. Um, all right. So <laughs> I like to depress Eli early. So is, is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, best worst scene of youthful rebellion. Uh, the, the, I'm talking about the uh, arcade scene. Uh, he's wearing a golf shirt. Yeah. Yeah, this is not exactly rebellious youth. Yeah, yeah, conservative haircut and everything. Yeah, yeah the cleanest cut kid. That means ever. that someone described their rock bottom using the words "Street Fighter 2. That <laughs> happened for this part of the movie to take um, place. Hey, Eli, I hate to be a pedant, but that was Street Fighter One. That was the original. <laughs> it said, "It said Capcom 1987, sir." That was. I see. Wow. Yeah. I want to point out that even Frank went down that rabbit hole I too. Did. I did not. I, I'm, I'm apparently the only one who didn't extensively research the video game that was destroying this young man's life. All right, but do you have any best worst? That's the I real. I do. Question. I do. I think it has the. I think we're about to experience the best worst future that's ever been imagined. <laughs> Uh, you know, they have access in one of these films to literally the most amazing tech ever and they ruin it they <laughs> they literally use it for the worst possible uh use of this tech it's we'll get to it but oh my and god and in the worst way it's not even just a bad goal it's a bad use too yeah, <laughs> yeah. everything about it is just everyone should be ashamed literally if the, if i honestly thought that that was the future that was coming for us i would be at the next school shooter i would oh, not <laughs> ouch Eli? Uh, I'm going to go with best worst Folgers commercial. And yes, I am counting the one that was obviously about incest. Because here's the thing. whenever These films are five minutes long, 15 minutes long, and 32 minutes long, respectively. And yet, each of them needs to fill time with what is so obviously a commercial for Folgers. Just like fishing and dancing and singing. It's just the random things that they insert into this movie so that they can get that sweet, sweet five-minute length is baffling to me. I will amend that, though. This can't be Folgers. 
Exactly. You gotta go post them on this yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> they have a decaf. Folgers has a decaf. That's okay. Right. All right. Well, we've got three times the bullshit for you this week, so we're gonna keep the break brief, and when we come back, we'll make fun of Dan until he starts wishing he hadn't suggested these at all. <laughs> Hi, I'm Tony D. With Tony D's Morbid Movie Time Fillers. Is your Morbid Movie three minutes, but you need it to be five? Then why not fill it up with Tony D's Morbid Movie Time Fillers? We got fishing, coffee drinking, riding bicycles, and interviews with accident victims for no reason whatsoever. Tony D's Morbid Movie Time Fillers. Because, you know, movie. We should put a montage in this skit, lengthen it out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> And we're back for the breakdown. Our first selection is going to be a 10-minute film called Pride. And we're going to start, um, well, if I want to be polite, I'd say and media rest, but I don't want to be polite. So I'm just going to say they forgot to make an intro because holy shit, the video's going. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great opening shot of us, of a family walking into sort of a, what is clearly a slightly high-rise building in a mid-level city. Yeah. <laughs> Also, Dan, is this how they began shooting? Like, were you all there for a table read? And they were like, movie, now! Because <laughs> that would explain the fact that no one is wearing a costume except for the very first woman in the very first scene <laughs> who is wearing an apron. You know, one of those future aprons. Well, okay, yeah. So we're supposed to be in the future in this video, which we, we know because when they walk into this building, they are in Lex Luthor's foyer. What the fuck were we going for here? What I love is that yeah, you've got the you've got a a room surrounded by these sort of portal looking things. It's it's meant to be futuristic, but it's Mormon, so they couldn't help themselves. They had to do a faux finish on everything in the room. <laughs> it's kind of kind of a Wonka Vader uh, vibe to the whole thing. <laughs> so silly. And uh, by the way. Eli mentions this woman and her and her apron. She is dressed like fucking Santa's little helper. It's literally <laughs> bright red and bright green. She's got a little pixie cut thing happening. And there's no explanation as to why. Because the rest of us, this family looks like what we were, which is straight out of the 90s. <laughs> and I'll tell you what. We've had a lot of physical appearance notes uh, in this show, so something we're sort of known for. But oh my god, this kid in the purple shirt in this, am I right? Looks like fucking <laughs> Baron Trump's stunt double. Oh, <laughs> looks, like he had, looks like he had an accident with some glue and bleach while wearing a coonskin cap. You know what he looks like? He looks like Corey Haim fucked Andy Warhol. <laughs> is what he, oh no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Never mind. That's you, isn't it, Dan? Never mind. Let me uh, that, that would be me. Right. And now this begins with Dan sort of roughhousing with his sister a bit uh, and, and that's not your real sister so Dan question was the fight that you guys are having in the movie about the fact that every time you breathed in your hair got drawn further into your head <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that the that, fight because it's it's bowl cut now I assume you started at Noah at the age of like seven and then just a series of inhalations you were at bowl cut <laughs> this was a what what you're referencing is actually a very nice feathered bang situation. <laughs> Sweeping down over the forehead a la Johnny from the Karate Kid. It was very, I looked very good. 
All right. So you were clearly the bad guy in this video. Good to know. Um, I have the sister character down as uh, Captain Caveman's daughter. I hope that's not impolite. <laughs> She's not like a friend of yours now, is she? No, no. I I actually am Facebook friends with one of the women from the, from this show. Uh, we'll reveal that later. Okay. Ooh, I'm right. excited. Whoa. Hopefully I don't have any notes on her that I have already no, said. No, no, no. It's fine. She's, um, she's, <laughs> she knows she was bad. All right. So apparently what's going on here, though, is this family has gone to a some type of virtual reality holodeck situation to learn Mormon lessons. And to be clear, you guys, this is this is the actual holodeck technology. Mm -hmm. This isn't like VR <laughs> goggles or something. This is fucking you walk into a thing and you're interacting. You're touching the other people. Mm. This is like everybody's responding to you They're It is real life created by the computer and they're using it to teach you about Jesus. Yes. <laughs> and and for the record, the uh the subject of the day is pride. Yeah. Yeah. Mormons love that topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean I thought when I saw that it was going to be all about pride I was like, "Oh, okay, that's kind of progressive." But no, no, no. Pride is the bad guy. In this. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, we should all be watching this for Pride Month, right? But no, that's no. not the kind of pride that they're talking about. Clearly not. And okay, so so the the lady in the apron, Santa's Mormon helper, um, she says, "We're today. We're going to be talking about pride." President Ephra bin Mormon name. It's just like the most Mormon name you can possibly fucking imagine. Define pride as enmity. And at right. this point, the, the sister character turns to Dan's character and goes, I bet you don't know what that means. And I'm like, I bet the people making this goddamn video don't know what it means because it sure as fuck doesn't mean pride. It's practically an antonym. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For this simulation, we will be using a definition of pride that isn't real. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and to be fair, Dan's character covers himself pretty well. He's like, I do too. It's a... <laughs> Soup uses cream. <laughs> so believable. Leaks. I, I, well, I want to point out, I acted all of that with just my eyes. That's <laughs> the best I act. I really, I really got solid eye skills. Well, now, eventually, they do get around to giving a good... They never give a good definition of pride, but they do give a, a definition of enmity that shows that it doesn't mean pride. She says, enmity means one who has hatred, hostility, or opposition to God or their fellow man. And I mean... That's correct, but that would be like me defining fucking as when you have sex with Dan or someone else. Like, why would we... <laughs> I just love that Mormons are the ones who are saying, oh, don't have enmity toward your fellow man. Yeah. <laughs> really, Mormons? Because, like, that's your wheelhouse right there. Yeah, right? All right, so it's time for... And I love this bit, too, because she says, like, the the uh, Santa's little helper says, the questionnaires you filled out will help us uh, simulate all this stuff for your lessons today. And apparently the questionnaires were things like, describe in pixel-level detail what your friends look like. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted a flash cut to them just filling things out with a number two pencil and feeding them into punch card machine. It's just like, ah, I feel like this would have gotten better. No, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Doesn't look right. Oh, you had a hanging hanging Chad. Sorry. Oh yeah, right, <laughs> right. So, oh, that you don't have a gargoyle friend. We'll see. In all right. So now every, it's time for everybody to step up for their individual personalized simulations, and we're going to make you wait for Dan. So because first we have to get Sis's simulation. Yeah. Now she's given the option. The computer. She steps up. The computer says, "Would you like your sim simulation to take place in school, church, home, or work?" 
That's just a list of places you wish you didn't have to be. Why the fuck right. would you simulate places I don't want to be? That would be right. like if Westworld was just modern day Oklahoma. <laughs> Would you like this amazing technology to take you to Mars? Well, fuck you. You're going to school. <laughs> yeah, right. Your school. Not even a school on fucking Mars. <laughs> and Frank, I, I just want to say, I see mm -hmm. in your notes here, you appreciated the girl's sweater just as much as I did. Well, I I owned that same sweater. <laughs> uh, apparently, we both shopped at Express in the early 90s. So... All right, so Jan, that's the sister's name. Her mission, if she chooses to accept it, is to go into her own school and stop the simulation as soon as she sees an example of pride. And I'm like, well, that sounds like a fucking blast. Yeah, yeah. I wrote my notes here. Mormons are as good at the future as they are at the past. <laughs> I've only just now realized all of Mormonism is just one big escape room. I just figured it out. <laughs> Holy shit. And you escaped years ago. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, okay, so she walks into her simulated school, and I'm thinking, okay, as bad as this is, they've already done more with this concept than the uh, Ready Player One movie did. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes to her locker and chats with Jennifer, the uncool kid, for a second, right? Yeah. And then this is where Jan, the, the sweater girl, turns around, and she's going to be, like, the prideful girl and go, like, oh, I wouldn't hang out with her. She doesn't have an awesome striped sweater like mine. <laughs> Well, as, as it's we, a beautiful sweater. I mean, let's... let's <laughs> and, and as we know, in the 90s, everyone was color-coded by how bitchy they were. So right. <laughs> stripes mean very bitchy. Well, if that wasn't enough, she was also brushing her hair. Yeah, she's she is perma-brushing her hair. Like, I thought yes. we were going to get a manja, her in gym class brushing her hair. She never... Her entire movement is her brushing her hair. Also, I love this because... The Mormons can't have her walk over and be like, hey, fatty, what's going on, bitch? So she's just like, <laughs> don't speak to her. Wait, why? Because I wish for you not to. <laughs> this is bullying. <laughs> this, is, this is what it looks like. Um, so, okay. So, but she's, she recognizes the pride where she sees it. And she's like, Sam, the computer, stop the simulation. I think I've found some pride, you know? Right. Um, and Sam's like, yes, yes. Lisa is displaying hatred towards her fellow man by thinking she's better than others. And I'm like, oh, okay, Lisa is clearly better than Jan and Jennifer. <laughs> she's just a very obviously better person. Although not in acting. I got to say, no. Lisa, <laughs> Lisa was a problem. And this is where I'm going to rat out my friend, because the girl that played Lisa in the striped sweater, they had real trouble, like in a. You know that when you're acting in a Mormon movie and they're mad that your acting isn't very good, uh -huh. you've done something wrong. Like her agent got a call. That's, <laughs> how, that's how rough that one got. I will I will admit the question did pass my mind, what is Lisa's first language? Yes. <laughs> I was just wondering what they did with simulated Lisa after hours, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, there's oh. that. Yeah, I mean, well, you've, you've watched Westworld. You know, <laughs> I would ruin this simulation. <laughs> Just saying. Hmm. Subject Eli Bosnick has not requested a stop in a simulation. Uh, Sam, can you show me what he's doing? Oh, Jesus Christ, get out of the machine. Get out of the machine. Hey, hey, Westworld rules, man. Anything goes. You chose home. Jesus, I'm never going to be okay. Shouldn't let me choose home then. 
Yes, you would, Eli. I appreciate <laughs> you sharing. Yeah. Um, so, okay, but Jan stops the simulation here. She's like, hey, I found the pride. It's as though Where's Waldo was just a selfie. I mean, it's pretty easy here. <laughs> And the and the robot's like, yes, but you're also prideful because you don't like Lisa for being a bitch, right? Yeah, this was such a weird switcheroo. Can, can either of you explain what I was supposed to be learning here? Because it, it just looked like the beginning of a sales meeting where someone's called in a consultant. And he's like, who can tell me how many fingers I'm holding up right now? A two and a thumb? No, two and a thumb. Oh, shit. Fuck. Um, <laughs> It's basically Man, I, that. A, I mean yeah, this is this thing. is this is the whole like sales pitch of most religions which is everybody's broken right. and we're the only ones what can fix you. So it can't just be that like the bitchy girl has pride. It's uh it our 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 main girl has to have it too and then not see it in herself. Mm. I wanted the girl to turn it around on the computer and be like, yeah, but you're judging me. So don't you have pride? Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just this eternal. Yeah, right. exactly. Well, there's All also right. this, there's a hidden message in this as well, which is, you know, the, the computer's like, it's easy to see pride in other assholes, but more common is pride toward those we see as above us, AKA don't question the brethren. Yes. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. All right, so now it's time. Okay, so that's it for her. We're done with her. And now it's time for Steve to get his simulation. Um, he's given the same choice, work, home, school, or fucking prison or whatever it was. Um, he chooses home, likely thinking, well, the whole rest of the family's here. I can jerk off as loud as I want, I guess. I get oh, it. Can I just tell you guys how much I love seeing in your notes the realization of what's actually happening? <laughs> Yeah, as Dan walks in, as sorry, as Steve walks into this home environment and all of these young teenagers are looking at a TV and some music is playing. Some soft, and all of you are like smooth oh. jazz saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> and every single one of you, I one of you take it because you all had it in your notes. I love yeah, it. Yeah, well, as a joke, all of us wrote, "Oh, him uh fucking Dan's friends are all sitting around watching porn." And then it turns out that that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> They're sitting around in mom's living room with mom home. Oh, first of all, okay. Again, we're using virtual reality to simulate your house. Yeah. And the goddamn computer can't even simulate enough chairs for all your imaginary friends to sit in. You got to sit on the fucking floor. Well, Frank, you actually pointed out what this is supposed to be because I was confused. <laughs> this is supposed to be like a makeout party, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, it's <laughs> the, the, the vibe is so just necking and heavy petting, right? And uh, there's nothing going on. These no! kids are still like not looking at each other, just looking straight ahead. They're the most was... lifeless extras ever. Yeah. Their faces don't reveal the porn, right? Oh, they look like they're watching a fucking documentary on the Byzantine Empire. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like they're watching Ken Burns Civil War. <laughs> and it wasn't until I saw Frank's note that I was like, oh, this is a lesson about makeout parties, not a weird thing that happens in Utah that I didn't know about where you and your friends all gather around and politely watch a porn. No, no. <laughs> Here's what you need to understand is that to a Mormon watching this show, it is completely understood that what's happening is these kids have all got rented a, a PG-13 VHS. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And they're watching something that might have shown some side boob. Right. Like there is not this is not 
porn right. to a Mormon mind. This is like, oh my gosh, someone said the S word. Right. Oh, what any see. person who grows up Mormon knows is when that scene happens in that PG-13 movie, mom or dad appears in the doorway. It's like magic. It's invariably. Like they hear the, the that soft, smooth jazz and they're just drawn <laughs> to it like a moth to the flame. And they're like, they're like, Oh, I wonder what's going on over here. Oh my God! It's oh, not even about porn. it's not even about the music. You can have the sound all the way down, <laughs> and if a boob comes out, your parent is in the room somehow. That is, <laughs> if, if I were to believe in any Mormon magic, it's that a Mormon parent knows when to catch you watching something you're not supposed to be watching. <laughs> all right, so so mom comes in. She calls Steve over, and she's like, "Hey, you know, you can't be watching that." PG-13 movie in my home. It breaks the rules. And Dan's character goes, and gets all angry because mom wants him to tell his friends they have to turn off the porn. And I'm like, this is a simulation. What? These are simulated friends. They're not going to give you shit about this later. Heard during your simulation, you were a real dick about me and Ashley trying <laughs> yeah, to watch what? <laughs> Backdoor Sluts 3. Consider yourself uninvited from my scouch jamboree. <laughs> I just, what I love is that like throughout this entire thing, and there's minutes more of me like going back and forth with my mom on this. Mm. There's not a moment that I don't think, I'm just going to punch her in the face. This is fake. <laughs> this is simulation. I want to do. Might as well. Gonna, I'm going to take off my clothes and fuck this girl and she can watch and be mad about it. <laughs> why Why the hell am I like arguing and getting genuinely exasperated in a yeah. simulation? <laughs> right. Well, I'll tell you what, the thought that kept reoccurring to me as we were watching this is, oh my God, at some point in reality, Mormon writers sat around in a room and thought, hey, you know what we could do if we had VR? Not watch porn. <laughs> Let's make a video about that. Oh, my God. And this is the first time and, and last time anyone in any of these videos will make a sane decision. So uh, Steve is like, hey, can we just stop this simulation? This is insanely boring. I just went and paid <laughs> for virtual reality of my mom bitching at me for watching a flat TV. So, yeah. 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 This is, I, I would like it, though, if at one point the mom was like, uh, you know, our rules about videos in this house. No smooth jazz. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. I really wanted her to be mad. I wanted it to like cut over and she's mad because there's a black person playing the sax. <laughs> He's like, come on, look at him. He didn't even change back. Turn that off. Put some Penny G on. That is not delightsome. Not at all. So so Steve's like, oh fuck this simulation. And the robot's like, dude, I didn't even get to the to fucking pride part. <laughs> But then it turns out that the one who was being prideful here was Steve oh, by ugh. arguing with his mom. Ugh. Yeah. By the way, did you guys notice one of the one of the one of the things that we haven't mentioned is that the contention here is that the the simulation freezes and all of the people, all the computer simulated people stop and they're frozen. But I don't know if you noticed <laughs> that lady playing my mom was not frozen. <laughs> no, 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 in a perpetual not. sort of wobble, this sort of gentle jet back and forth sway. Yeah, the <laughs> reason we didn't mention that is because it does not happen. <laughs> you had to be there for to hear the set direction to know that's what they were going for. Yeah. 
and this is where Dan has a big yelly fight with a computer yes. about the nature of sin. <laughs> <laughs> that computer gets so pissed so quick. He's like, you are in opposition to your mother, the rules of your family, and God. And I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe, but uh, yeah, no, that that's Dan's. We just we actually get to witness Dan's breaking point with belief. <laughs> we see it on camera right there. It just ha- this movie just happened to capture it. Yeah, the computer <laughs> escalates so quickly. I really wanted that to keep going. You see, pride is the worst of all sins. It is hatred of God. Well. I didn't know it was so bad. Oh, it is. It leads to damnation. Okay, seems a little extreme, just for pride. You are a beast, worse even than a beast. Um, is Sam? There is only one solution. One might call it a final solution. Okay, did someone install Twitter on you? Yes. Okay, there's your problem right there. Cuck. So, all right. So, coming out of that, the um, the computer's like, let's try that again, but this time with humility. And then they, the mom and 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 Dan's character have the exact same conversation <laughs> using the exact same words. And the computer's like, dude, that's the fucking same thing <laughs> you just did. There's this great thing. So, when I was on set for this. They had pre-recorded the voiceover for the computer and their plan was to just do it and playback for me so that I could be interacting with the actual sound of the thing. But this was before the digital age. So they had it on reel to reel. Oh, Jesus. Literally, the sound guy was attempting to fast, like to get it to the right (laughs) one the next time. And like, like, it it never worked. And so like what, what constantly happens and then he'd have to rewind as we reset. And, you know, he's got it all all on playback. So all of these times when the computer is going, Steve, Steve, go to the thing. You need to practice humility. When he'd rewind, there was this delightful thing that happened every single time where it would be like, (laughs) (laughs) so I know how to say Steve in backwards. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm I'm getting. Nothing else good came of this. Um, so, so yeah, so Steve's like, boy, this isn't easy. I might have to try a whole second different thing. Um, and so they try it again. And this time he, he manages to not be mean to his mom, but then he starts to walk away and he makes a smart ass comment under his breath and fucks it all up. And I'm like, that is the story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) Right. This is also where we get the played again, Sam line. And, uh, Daniel, when we met in person, you didn't tell me you had delivered that line. So I'm going to have to bite you next time I see you for your, crimes. <laughs> for your crimes. Now you know why I didn't say anything. <laughs> I just, just I love that the fucking Mormon writers are like, you know, what's really going to get through to the kids is Casablanca references. They right? love it. <laughs> so funny. So good. You guys, I can't tell you. I just love it. The, the, the other thing is that so there's this moment. When uh, when it freezes again, it, so I, I eventually my character gets the right answer or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, and it freezes and the computer's like, you know, Steve, you did a good job. And there's a freeze frame on the actress playing my mom, and she's got this proud smile thing, <laughs> but she is 
It looks wrong. It is so creepy. I was like, ooh, computers really haven't conquered faces yet. <laughs> kind of had to remind myself that it, like this is a real actress and this is not one of those uh, uncanny problems with the whole like computer generated people thing. Yeah, this that's what I call it's what I call a skin biting smile. I don't know if that means anything to anyone else, but um, but yeah, but then, and then of course there's the whole punchline to the whole thing. The computer's like, "Very good, Steve. You managed to not be prideful." And he goes, "I bet my sister never gets this far. Get it? Because that's proud, proud." Da, da, da. <laughs> and that and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, now to be fair, Steve did learn his lesson. He is not proud of this. At all. And in fact, uh, has never been proud of anything again. So well, well learned, Steve. Was I the only one who wanted more of this film? What what happened with these (laughs) shitty parents, right? Right? This is just crappy writing. They went into a simulator too. I mean, like, come on. There was a little sister at one point who just sort of disappeared. Yeah, yeah. I think she got reabsorbed into the Matrix. I guess so. How amazing would it be if we checked over and dad's just like doing hooker off a pussy and he's just like, yeah, no, you kids are learning about pride. Me and mom are doing something very, very different. (laughs) This is the 27th century's version of anal sex. If it's in the simulation, it doesn't count. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Mormons. Mormons Whole new out. No more floating. (laughs) It's now now all simulated stuff. All right, so I guess with Dan's pride in the rearview mirror, we will uh, we will move on to our second short. Uh, not quite as short, but no, fine, it's okay. I wanted to watch more of Dan's acting. No, really. Um, and this one, <laughs> and this one is called the Doctrine of Grace. Solid so, title, really oh, solid yeah. title. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to start this one off with a little girl biking through clouds in space. And I got to say, that's a great opening. I am curious as fuck right now. Yeah, I wrote in my notes, Dan, you look lovely. (laughs) (laughs) I had the same comment, actually. Dan's first drag roll. Yeah. (laughs) Which I know of others. I know plenty (laughs) of others. He's not joking. He directed me in a film, and and we'll get, we don't have to go into that. That's that's for another. I feel like we should go into that. Is it a Christian movie? I was going to say, we do a secular bonus episode once yeah. a month, by the yeah. way. I don't know how you often. May, you may need to see that one. <laughs> so, all right. But no, okay. So this little girl, I guess, is dreaming of being on a bike, but also she's dreaming of falling off of her bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing because like at first you think, oh, is she dead? Is she in right. heaven? And then she falls. So then it's like, is this some horrible dark omen of something to come? Like to me... <gasps> That moment, that moment of her falling off the bike is like, don't get a bike, little girl. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, you it. know what? This is a fucking prequel to the next movie, and this, this <laughs> gonna, that's going to make a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. This is where they lost her. Okay. So, but no, this was all a dream. She she wakes up wishing she had a bike, so she goes outside and says, "Hey, mom, can I get a bike? You cheap bastards!" And dad says to her, "You always say you want a bicycle." Are you willing to earn it? And this is the first, but not the last time I wrote in my notes, cue porn music? Right. <laughs> because, because then her response is, yeah, I'd do anything. I do it. I just I wrote, I do not like where this is going. Maybe <laughs> maybe Eli goes to Heath's college reunion and then 
I think the line, the line that the dad said, if you buy it yourself, you can have a bicycle. Yeah. Well, gee, thanks, dad. <laughs> You're so fucking generous. <laughs> giving me permission to use my own money. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, no, that's a tautology there, dad. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but he says if she saves up all of her money, uh, she, she, can, she can have a bicycle. She can buy a bicycle. That's how commerce works, dad. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now we're going to have a little montage of her trying to earn some money. We started her lemonade stand. And I got to say 15 cents, pretty good deal for some lemonade. Um, she cuts the prices. I feel like she just needs to move to an area with more foot traffic. The price is yeah. not the problem. This is this is little Susie's very first lesson in, in economics. Look, if, you're, if your product is 15 cents and it ain't selling, the problem isn't your markup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted there to be a kid who walks by, like Baby Heath walks by, and he's like, mm, I got 10 cents. <laughs> Pour it in no, my hand for a dime. No. I mean, can I buy a half a cup? Or like, where, <laughs> let me work a deal with you here. <laughs> Baby also, Eli's in the back. Do you make room temperature level? Get out of here, Jew. <laughs> Get out of here. See you in 20 years for some Is avocado toast. Tomato juice? Um, <laughs> But that doesn't work out. So then we get like her pulling weeds and trying to bathe the dog. Uh, oh, I am so the dog. I don't <laughs> think we can call that bathing the dog. That is torture. She is drowning the dog. the dog. She is trying to drown the dog. And yeah, right. She's like, you know, Michael Vick said he gave me two hundred dollars if he never had to see this dog again. <laughs> yeah, and I want to point out this dog is not putting up for with her shit. Like, no. Uh, you this dog because this they're shooting this, but the dog's like, no, I'm gonna need you to get the fuck off me. No, nope, you're gonna. You're gonna be, oh. We cannot overstate the amount to which she is not being okay with this dog. Like she is dragging it across the grass by its collar, and then like literally like hoisting it up, trying to get into into this basin, but kind of pressing down on its neck against the, yeah, the side of the thing, pulling it by the eyeball. And, it's, yeah, it's like it's horror. It's horrific. And then we and we get that for like 15 minutes, right? Because they're like, hey, man, little girl wrestling with a soapy dog. That's a can't lose situation. Most of this video should be that. Right. Uh, so it is. I literally texted Heath during the scene and I was like, hey, man, the week you're gone, there's a montage of a dog getting a bath. And he was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait until he figures out that he doesn't get to make fun of sportsing in a movie. Yeah, Ooh, right, right. Yeah, later. no, he'd be very disappointed to miss the intro to the next one. And then, by the way, this this whole her making money montage ends with her and dad mowing the lawn with a lawnmower from 1863. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it explains why he can't afford a bike. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Where the fuck do you even find one of those? Anyway, so the little girl runs up at the end of it and she's like, dude, we did a whole fucking montage. I'm on my fourth outfit. Make with a goddamn bike already. I, I just love that she kind of finally approaches her dad. She's like, dad, dad. I, can we talk about the bike? And he is there shucking corn into an 85-gallon barrel. <laughs> like, I know Mormons have big families, but how the fuck much corn do you need? <laughs> um, I, I, I also love like that they're saying, hmm, what would dad be doing? Shucking corn. Yeah, no, that's a dad thing. They that's all said it at the same do. time in the writer's room. They were yes. all just like, shucking corn. Okay, put it in the movie. Nailed it. <laughs> I, I love, you know, of course, we edited it out so it seems seamless and everything, but I love that the Freudian slip of talking about Mormon writers is to say the Whiter's Room. Um, <laughs> is a Whiter's Room. 
Yeah. So, okay. So, uh, dad says, okay, well, I'll tell you what, you don't have enough money to buy a bike, but we'll take you to the bike store to look at bikes. And I'm like, oh yeah, kids and women especially love to look at things and then not buy them. This should just, go well. I just love that the implication seems to be that like, look, you, what you got is enough money for me to take you to the store. Yeah. Right. So give me your money. I'm going to drive you there and then fucking save up for later. Some real money, you dumb bitch. <laughs> yeah, so Pimp Dad takes her to the bike store, and she looks uh, at the bike, and she sees the price tag on it, and she's super disappointed. And then Dad's like, well, how much money do you have? And I'm like, well, she doesn't have 80 fucking dollars. She didn't sell 1,600 <laughs> cups of lemonade out in the front yard, Dad. Well, Asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and then, well, the Dad's such, like, what a douche. He's like, he actually says, you're not going to have enough money. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, you knew that starting out, Dad. Yeah. You knew that. Yeah. You're just setting this kid up for failure. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally just like, ha ha, you failed. <laughs> yeah. It's like my mom used to tell me I was a handsome kid. And then I was like 16 when I found out that that wasn't true. It's like that, but with a bike. <laughs> mom. <laughs> mom. So... Oh. But but luckily for her, Dad will fill in what she's uh, what she's missing, the money she's missing, if she'll toss in a big hug and kiss. It's a big hug and kiss. That's yeah, not yeah. what my Eli was just, rooting for. Child porn. This is a weirdly <laughs> long intro to a child porn. Oh yeah, literally, he says, "You if you give me all that you have and a big hug and kiss, the bike is yours." AKA. Learn to use physical affection and expressions of love as currency, and men will buy you. <laughs> I wanted Jordan B. Peterson to walk by in the background. Good. Good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now I'm going to save the, the listener a little trouble here. That's over. We will never hear from that little girl. That has nothing to do with anything else. This, this video still has like seven minutes, but none of it has anything to do with anything. That story is over. Right? Which, Which you don't get when you first watch it. Like when no. you're first watching it, we, what we cut to, you're you're trying to piece that together. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely. Me and Noah's notes here are just amazed. We've got charts and lines. It's like, <laughs> it's like Sherlock Holmes consulting detective over here. It's just like I'm like, okay, so she she loved her bicycle so much she became a gymnast. Why wouldn't she be a cyclist? <laughs> also, we have to point out here. So this movie is made in 1992 and they have this montage of this gymnast going back and forth doing stuff and she's good, but like gymnastics have gotten way better since 1992. So she's like she's doing flips and stuff, but she's not like whatever that girl was that was just at the Olympics who just like hovers in the air and flies with her butt cheeks for 20 minutes. <laughs> I found it depressing <laughs> is my point. Well, I, what I found depressing is that they're using... Like the girl is doing some flips and things, and they're using this tracer pattern yeah. like effect that was cutting edge in the early eighties. Like, what are you right. doing? I remember that from the Electric Company. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. This is not modern. Like, even for the nineties, that was dated. Yeah. So now we're okay. Apparently, we're watching a thirty for thirty about this gymnast. I was at this point, I'm like, is this the thing that they taped over to get the <laughs> right thing? Um, and so but now the 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 gymnast that we're talking to, we will eventually reveal that she's now paraplegic, but we don't know that right away. 
And so all she's Don't like, we no, know? yeah, I saw that Don't we, coming a while away. <laughs> they broadcast that so far in advance. None of us were were surprised. I, well, Eli was, according to his notes. But yeah, no, like we, we know it way before the reveal. But when we first like when her, her voice first starts up, we're we're listening to a voice and watching a gymnast flip around. So you assume you're hearing from and looking at the same person. You're not. Mm, right. Um, this is just an example of gymnastics. Um, but what she's basically saying is, I was amazing at gymnastics. No, like, really amazing. I'm like, bitch, you need to go back and watch that Pride video. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, I guess since she's paraplegic now, it's okay. So basically, she's a Mormon. I guess this is probably a story that Mormons know, this Mormon gymnast that broke her neck trying to do a pommel horse thing. I had never heard the story. I had never just, heard the story, but we, we're, I think Dan and I are both so intimately aware of like Mormon manipulation techniques that it was like, you see a woman, you see athletics, something bad happens. <laughs> right. you, you, know, you know that we're not going to hear yeah. about her getting a gold medal. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah no, I, I seriously saw that wheelchair coming a mile away. Too bad she didn't see that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Wait, now, you, even though Mormons weren't, like, uh, Frank and I were not necessarily aware of this person, uh, Frank did find a connection. <laughs> so, yes, this yeah. is amazing. <laughs> so I uh, I was watching this with my boy, I made my boyfriend watch this with me, right? And, uh, that poor and he, bastard. <laughs> he sits up at one point when I had predicted that she was in a wheelchair, and he goes, well, if she's in a wheelchair, that's my third grade teacher. What? Amazing. <laughs> and so I have it. I have a whole update on her now. We looked her up. Uh, her name's <laughs> Diane, right? Uh, Diane is married to Scott Smith, a former clown with Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. No, she has profession. four stepchildren and teaches elementary school right here in the Salt Lake Valley. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. And, I'll get that. And part of this is to point out that, yes, we've gone from one narrative that was completely like fiction. Yeah. To inexplicably a uh, a, an actual like a woman who's trying to be a motivational speaker. <laughs> well, and yeah, and we we end her story on such a dark note, right? Because she's like, ah, oh, guys, man, my neck was broken. And I was like, well, uh, Jesus. But she ends it by being like, I am really excited to be healed by Jesus. I will be first in line when Jesus is healing people, and I'm just like. <laughs> Oh, that yeah. took a not funny turn. Like, yeah, I got some, I got so some bad news. <laughs> All of the messaging is wrong throughout this entire thing. It's pretty amazing. Like she, she goes through like, oh my god, I got broken, and it was the worst thing ever. And there, and there's all this video of her apparently like in the hospital, and video of her being tri- wheeled out on a gurney to a mm. to mm-hmm. adoring fans. I don't even know what that was, but the takeaway ends up being just that, like, hopefully God will help you feel better because after boy, he breaks your neck, ruined. Yeah, yeah. I, my, my notes were, were like, I feel like Jesus should have had you just land anywhere except your neck or <laughs> maybe <laughs> giving you a slightly stronger neck. It's just like a weirder thing. There's also this crazy moment. She goes, you know, if you think about it. It's kind of like Jesus rising from the dead. And I wrote in my notes, because it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, and she even admits that, right? She's like, I gave up all my burdens to the Lord, and I love lo- the Lord so much. Now, that doesn't mean a miracle is going to happen. It, 
It definitely will not. God can do it, but he's not going. He is absolutely not going to until after I'm dead. Right. God does not do spinals. That's no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I had written in my notes several times. I've seen a lot of spinals. This gold bricker walks. Right. Exactly. I, I do want to point out. First of all, I'm going to say musical note. Enya's crack and horror addictions mean she'll literally take any game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but also, I want to point out that this girl, we're talking about her. She, as she talks, I fell asleep 12 times because this woman, <laughs> I mean, you gotta, could she be more boring? Oh my she's God. Yes. To, like, this is the most passionate, this is the thing in her life that she's been the most passionate about ever yes. and the most pivotal most destructive, horrible moment in her life. Maybe uh, don't take a quaalude before you do the video. <laughs> the fucking, she was, the interviewer at a certain point is just going, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes to prove not every quadriplegic can be a motivational speaker. Yeah. You just, it, that's, not, that's not the only uh, qualification. Um, and then... We're done watching that, and we're still it's like, here. This, this is the most, the least connective tissue since fucking Monty Python's Flying Circus. Um, so yeah, now here's Dan. There's a minute forty five left in this thing. After all, half of that is all his. Well, yeah. it's it's Dan, but it's not your voice, Dan. Do you want to share with the class why you weren't vocally up to the challenge? Yeah, did you get David Proust well, here? What happened? No, no, no. They couldn't use his voice. Just look at him, right? Like, <laughs> he was six months from his sexual peak. <laughs> the, 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 the lady folk in the audience wouldn't have been able to control themselves. <laughs> this would have been one cute. of those videos they'd have to simulate your mom catching you watching then. Oh my god! Can I can I just tell you guys how fucking pissed I was when I found out they weren't going to use my voice for this thing? <laughs> I mean, and that's just because I I would have gotten paid for another day, right? And right? Yeah, that would have been great. But no, I, I'm like literally they start. I'm they're showing me what to do and everything, and I'm like, cool. And when do I come in to read the thing? And they're like, oh, you're not reading the thing. <laughs> I was like, we have a really ugly kid reading the thing, like, like uglier I'm, than I'm not you reading the kid. thing. Why am I not reading the thing? What? What? <laughs> What's happening? Well, I'll tell you what we can make up for that now, man. Uh, would you like to tell everyone the story of that you didn't get to tell them then? Ooh, let's do that. Hey, Mark. Hello. No, no. Hey, Mark. Hey, Daniel. What's up? Well, I wanted to give you this book. It's a New Testament of Jesus Christ. Wow, really? What's it about? Well, Jesus comes back to America and saves all the ancient Israelites who sailed there in a boat God told them about so their skin turns white. Okay, I'm going to go. Everybody goes. <laughs> no, no. Hey, Mark. Hey, Daniel. What's up? Well, I wanted to give you this book. It's a New Testament of Jesus Christ. Oh, my God, again? This is the third time this week. I fucking hate living in Utah. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically what we're getting. Oh, my God. Uh, the whole story is one time they asked me to put my testimony in a book of Mormon and bother somebody until he would carry it away for me. And eventually I did. And it and it's literally that sad. There's like this voiceover is like, I was really nervous. And I but I finally got up the courage and I said a little prayer and I shared the book with him. And then he says, and this is this is this part's actual quote. He didn't say too much. 
just kind of took the book and walked away. It was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like literally <laughs> that's that is the pinnacle moment for a Mormon. Yeah. Is if you can actually get them to take the book and walk he didn't away. Throw it You've away while I was still looking. <laughs> still in the hands. Still in the hands. <laughs> he did not throw it away in my sight. That yeah, is a exactly. win. He at <laughs> least got around the corner with it. All right, and now we're done with Dan, by the way. There's still 45 seconds left, so we can introduce another character. This is a girl telling us about a time she was rude to someone. <laughs> and I'm expecting there to be stakes. I'm expecting to be like, I made fun of that girl's clothes, and then she killed herself. But no, it's just, and then I apologized. <laughs> well, Pretty first she prayed about it. Well, right, right. Right, then she apologized. I just wrote in my notes, hey, I'm sorry I said you looked like a woman's volleyball coach. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that like in the Mormon mindset like the, I think you guys are underestimating how passive these humans are like these <laughs> people like to actually approach another person and verbally apologize to them is momentous <laughs> I guess so they're passive in their aggression and they're passive in their uh, everything else so yeah that was a big deal I, I'm just glad to know that Frank was on my side. This girl deserved bullying. Oh, God. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Because, it, I mean, she, she like, says com some comment about the clothes. But, like, I was like, no, fuck that hair. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that hair You're sucks. doing this wrong. Like, yeah. <laughs> There's low-hanging fruit there for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, and, and if you're thinking to yourself, like, hey, what the hell are you guys doing? Those were four unrelated stories that you just stitched together. Apparently, welcome to Mormon educational videos. Mm -hmm. uh, but as the guy who was tasked with threading some sort of narrative through that mishmash of random half-finished thoughts, I know I need a break before we move on. So let me give our third film the hard sell here. What the fuck was that bicycle bit about? Like, was that a self-contained story in their mind? Is the moral, buy a bike or your daughter will whore herself? Find out the answers to some other questions and more when we return for the hopefully somewhat cohesive finale video on the way home. Okay, everybody, welcome to the holiness that is us, scene four, and action. Now, how much do you have for your bike? Not very much at all. Well, what would you do for a bike? Oh, just about anything. Oh, yeah, here we go. Cut, cut. Sorry. Eli, is it? Yeah, sorry. Got a little excited. This is my first child porn. Your first what? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, adult on child adult movie. Is that right? I don't know what you people no, call it. No, that is it's not right. This is a Christian film from the Church of Latter-day Saints. Really? What's she, what's she going to do to get the bike then? Give him a hug. Oh. Get, give him get, a Get the hell out of here. Actually, uh, he's my cousin. He rented the, all the cameras and stuff, so... I did, but oh. my cameras. All right, fine. But okay, but do not speak to me, okay? Okay, okay. Sorry. And action. Now, why don't we go outside and have a water fight with your brother and sister? Yay! Don't forget the soap. Okay, here we go. That's it. What? Come on. That was so... Ow! Ow! Get off! Ow! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> so wait, do I get sex or not? <laughs> Dan gets it. <laughs> 
And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our breakdowns, we were seriously wondering if Dan was going to like make us watch his old home movies next. But no, <laughs> instead, we're going to watch The Doctrine of Grace. This is the story of a family mutually moisturizing. Um, and it starts out with a little bad sportsing just to piss Heath off. Oh, man. Some sweet, sweet half shirt wearing Daniel basketball. <laughs> oh, my God. Daniel. I how do yeah. you not spend all day, every day, trying to destroy this footage? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I made a solid bounce pass. Yes, yes, you did. It was it was solid. It was clean. The other guy couldn't pass it back to me. I this made is... it not. A, I I could work on my pick and roll a little bit, but <laughs> no, no. I this thing started. I spotted Dan. I'm like uh, Dan playing basketball. That's how I know this is fiction. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this is exactly what I picture if, if you say Mormons playing basketball. You know, this is exactly what I picture. The sound fundamentals. Uh, there's a shot here where we see like one dude go up for a layup in slow motion and he misses the backboard. He misses the and they cut to this obvious other shot of the ball going into the hoop from a different angle. You know, yeah, okay. I feel like the cutaway could have been in France. Like it was so <laughs> very clearly not that shot. <laughs> So and the defensive philosophy for these basketball players, by the way, seems to be like, now don't crowd anybody's shit. Don't invade his personal space. <laughs> yeah. Until it's all just one big clusterfuck. Like, it's yeah. like, it's like everybody let him through. He's you guys, he's the lead of the movie. We need to let right. him do his layup. <laughs> right. We wouldn't want to be rude, but I'll, I'll, for the rest of it, everyone just stand in a herd and one person yes. just bounce a ball. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, so we get this awesome basketball shot, and then Scott, the 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 lead in this, who is not Dan, not at all, um, has to uh, has to leave. He's got to go get baptized, and his basketball buddies are a little miffed, possibly because he takes the fucking ball with him. <laughs> I wanted so badly for the next part of that scene where they're just like, "You guys want to just pretend?" And then he's, the kid says, "I'm going to go get baptized." And this weasel-faced little other guy who actually got the lines that I thought I was supposed to get, which is... Like, <laughs> You're oh, not bitter. Not bitter. Not at all. Not at all. And the other thing is, like, yeah, we'll learn. This is just me filling out the thing because this is the only moment that I'm actually in this damn thing is, is this basketball game. But this weasel-faced kid, like, goes, baptized? How come? And then hangs his mouth open for like 43 <laughs> seconds staring like at Like he's guy. expected someone to put a free throw in it. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, he, and it's like, it's for my sister. And then one of the kids, he, he bounces away. And one of the guys is like, isn't, isn't his sister dead? And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Sister's dead. Let's not yeah, talk about that it. Actually, Come on. Well, that I, and that set me up for some serious confusion later because he still has a sister who is alive. Right. <laughs> right. And so... <laughs> Like, like, wait a minute, what? Well, and then, yeah, the friends didn't think, oh, no, no, me, he must mean the alive sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, that right, exactly. but you have to understand how well that moment played with the Mormons. Because the Mormons all, like, would have been sharing their secretive side glances about, like, mm, yeah, we know what's coming because... He's going to get to be with that sister again. Like, I is, thought that this was that was a cue that this was going to be a baptism for the dead video. I was getting stoked. Uh, I was so excited for him to be like, put on a blonde wig at the end of this. And be like, I sure do love bicycles. <laughs> no, 
now. So, all right. So he runs off to go get baptized. He's dribbling all the way. um, And he comes across these little girls playing in a sprinkler. And they have this actor just stare at him in the most child molestery way possible. They have this weird blue filter that makes it seem even creepier. The music is screaming. It's like a, a creepy fucking ice cream truck music. Yeah, it is upsetting. Like, I I like to make those jokes, but I was like, oh, man, this is like a child. Okay, it's actually... <laughs> Well, it's funny because it starts with it starts with two little girls playing with a sprinkler, like one of those rainbird sprinklers. And they're just laughing and and squirting each other with water or whatever. And then he flashes back to his little sister and suddenly it goes into slow mo. And she's doing this sort of sexy, like hair throwing around. (laughs) Like It goes weird. It's very. And they're. The way that they're playing with the sprinkler is not how I've ever seen children play with the sprinkler. I've seen two women do that with something spraying before, but not <laughs> not children Good Lord. with the sprinkler. Check the show notes for the episode. I'll put some notes no, you in there. Won't. So, also, okay. P.S. P.S. This is the beginning of his magical growing and shrinking and ever perpetual sweat stain on his tank top. <laughs> yes. yes. Which, for the entire rest of this thing will keep showing up and getting bigger and smaller for no apparent reason. <laughs> yes. I do remember them actually having to spray us all down with water. Wow. Because they couldn't expect Mormon kids to actually play enough <laughs> basketball to get some sweat going. I get it. Um, they, so- they leave you guys to play for 45 minutes. They come back. Wow. Still bone dry. You're a clean dryer. <laughs> uh, okay. We're all going to spray you with the hose. All the moving around really makes it just dissipate into the air a lot. No, I feel like they were just like, they were like, hey, you know what? I thought of an excuse to spray all those little boys with a hose. Um, so, okay. So now this is the first of many flights. Okay. This video is as uneventful as fucking Romeo and Juliet 2, right? So they have to, in order to like make their 32 minute time, 90% of this has to be flashbacks to things that don't matter to the story that we're telling. So we have this extended flashback of him remembering fishing with his little sister. Which is great because it starts with her running toward her dad with a fish. Her dad, who is standing in the water, where is she running from? Because she's coming from the woods toward the water with a fish going, Daddy, Daddy, look, which made me think like... You can stop fishing. We can buy them at a store. Yeah, Mom. right. I found a colony of land fish. It, it pans behind her. She's being chased by a bear. I got one. But I guess what we're supposed to see here is the, the, the brother caught a fish too, and his fish was bigger, but he didn't want to steal his little sister's thunder, so he put his fish back. Either that or he just felt bad about stabbing fish in the face when we could just eat the ones that were already dead i i don't know yeah so why can there only be one person torturing the fish why it's a whole family exercise y'all get to grab something by the lip and then suffocate it in the air i don't understand why is it you feel bad about that but not the torturing of the animal you have weird priorities mormons weird priorities Uh, all i have to say is this also this little flashback also begins a very bizarre 
convention that the, comes back at least one other time where everyone in the family is wearing the same color. Yes. Uh, They're all in red, yeah. which suddenly I was like, wait, Mormons are the Rajneesh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> I grew up in a white, no, it white is. country. It is. It is. It's just that there weren't already white people when they showed up. Yep. <laughs> They're just the Rajneeshis that got away with it. Oh, my God. Wow. All right. So we're done with that flashback. And now we cut to mom coming home with groceries. And we start this with the most useless establishing shot in the history of film. Right. We get mom walking out of the car with the groceries so that when she shows up in the kitchen with the groceries, we won't wonder where the fuck she came from. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I know I've been house shopping too long because all of my notes for this scene is, wow, that's a really nice open kitchen. I wonder how much they're asking for that. <laughs> I, don't I should know. send the Zillow listing over to Andrew. Sorry. Sorry. What movie? Yeah. The mom is a hat. Except that Andrea was in the room with me and she's an interior designer of some repute. I will say, and all I could, all we could do is just look around going, oh my God, the 90s exploded <laughs> all over that house. So, and it is, and by the way, this is the first, this mom, mom's entrance is the first of many instances of floral prints. Yeah. Oh my God. Her skirt's a floral print. The curtains are floral prints. Mormons, I'm amazed that we don't all have tattoos on our faces of flowers because it is floral prints. The entire if you're not wearing all denim, which that will come also, you're in floral. I mean, to the point where it almost seemed like a joke, right? When the floral prints started showing, they just started showing up on cars and things by the end of this. Yeah, yeah. Um. So okay, and by the way, what we're establishing with these multiple shots of mom walking in the uh with the groceries is she's about to call dad to see if he's on his way home from work yet. Really got to fill these thirty minutes, people. I, <laughs> well, and what's amazing is she calls him. First of all, the first thing she said, she has this Margot Kidder smoker since she was eight voice, yeah, which is not Mormon at all. But it is a little bit sexy. So when she called him, she was like, where are you? And I was like, oh, damn. Mom's calling, <laughs> Mom's calling dad at work for some fun. <laughs> I'm yeah. in the shower. Where or are we you? know where Scotty's running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And so, okay. At this point, mom and dad are on the phone and she's like, you know, are you going to make it home in time for the big baptism? And then they have another flashback. This is the weirdest goddamn thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I was I was literally confused. Uh, like I I li my brain is still in a bit of a pretzel about this whole thing. It made no sense. Right, because this flashback is interspersed with black and white shots of them fighting along with these bucolic, like, little kid birthday party type shots. So I'm like, okay, is this a flashback or is she having a stroke and her neurons are just <laughs> randomly firing? Also, yeah, I mean, it's it's happy, and then it's sad, and then it's happy, and then it's sad, and it's happy, and you never get any sense. They don't explain what part is being happy no. and what part is being sad. Eventually, yeah. you kind of figure out these guys were way better off before they were trying to be Mormons. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, that's how it an seems ideal to me. Family, they were doing great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why they why the Mormonism needed. And to we happen. should point out. That the music follows along with this. Yes, so. oh, right, right, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel sorry for the pianist. 
uh, yeah. who had to play the score. <laughs> the director just standing, hovering over them. Sad, sad, no, happy, happy, sad, happy, row. Um, yeah. And by the way, when they're doing the fighting scenes, we don't know what they're fighting about, and they're not fighting about anything. So it's just it's just gesticulation fights. And it's it's German silent movie bad, right? Like everybody, everything is apparently they're fighting over the end of the goddamn world. There's plate breaking and then there's a birthday party and then there's a towel fight. Oh, my God. It's so weird. And let me tell you something like the thing that launched this. Let's recall that she mom just called dad at work and said, are you going to be home in time? I thought you would have left by now. And he's like, no, I'm still here. It'll be a minute. And like. The shock of that moment. Yeah. Like, she suddenly, her entire life flashes before her yes, eyes. What? <laughs> you did not, that wasn't even a bicker. You didn't do anything just then. What happened? Right. What do you mean, traffic? Um, <laughs> so mom's worried that dad and, uh, and, and Jody are going to be late for the magical dunking. Apparently, they've got a family baptism going here. Uh, dad sure is sorry he was short with her just now. I'm like, was he, though? <laughs> I mean, not flashback short, was he? And then we cut to two girls getting in a car. One of these is Jody. That's the living sister. Again, like Frank said, they do not cue you in on who this is. No, right? It, you're, you're almost at the end by the time you're like, oh, okay. So we had two sisters. Right. And, and they're, they're doing like a vague, like, oh, we're so grateful that you talked to us about being, I mean, you know, that you were honest about the, and that we ended up doing, you know, the thing with <laughs> and i'm like is this gay stuff because i'm into it i oh am my god real these into two, it. these two girls are so clearly a lesbian couple by the end of this movie it's like it's unreal like literally <laughs> i expected there was a moment where she, where the the daughter turns to her friend and goes none of this would have happened if you hadn't been so and her friend goes blunt and I expected her to go, no, I was going to say good at cunnilingus. <laughs> <laughs> that is certainly how place. So the scene shows up. They're they're leaving school or, or something, and they're getting in their car to drive off. And then this one girl uh, is running to catch up with them. She's yelling, Jody, Jody, your dad's on the phone. They don't hear her. Um, I wanted her to, like, just back into that chick, but uh, instead she just drives away. Which, which she just drives away, thereby making the moment when the girl comes out running completely, like, superfluous we did not no, need no. that moment that no it's not, not like there was anything. an important message that was missed there or anything nope jody jody your dad's trying to call to see if you're leaving to go to the oh you are okay That's <laughs> right <laughs> um so but yeah but jody is super happy because her friend pestered her about being a mormon so now we get to a flashback of the time her friend talked her into being a mormon Via telling her not to suck her boyfriend off. Oh my god! The version of peer pressure because we've seen this now in a couple of Mormon movies. The Mormon movie version of peer pressure seems to just be like, no. Once he gets his penis in you, you just trap it with your kalaka, and then he's yours. Like what? Mormons do tie off. Can confirm. <laughs> Yeah, so like we start the scene off with the with Jody, the sister going like, I don't know, I don't want to have sex before marriage or anything, but there's so much pressure to. And then her slutty friend is like, no, no, penis in the in the vagina. That's the way. That's the that's how it's done. Yeah. Right. And again, 
None of them are like, sex is fun, sex feels nope. good. She's just like, no, seriously, your vagina is a bear trap. Trust me, girl, your <laughs> vagina is a bear trap. It's going to have to chew that thing off to get away from you. <laughs> Literally, like, the, the slutty girl's like, if you don't give it to him, somebody else will. And I was like, and that's why you date the blonde. she has the attitude there you go oh my god it's yeah the the messaging to mormons about sex and alcohol never ever includes that either of them contain any pleasure ever whatsoever right and until they're blessed by jesus or whatever but man the way that they talk about it it's i think i i mean it's like satan himself is in control of every penis on the planet and if one gets inside of you You've got Satan jizz all up in you. It is like that, though. It is actually like that. So the the slutty friend walks off. She's like, oh, there's a penis. I have to suck it. Um, <laughs> and her friend. The, like it's a pie on a windowsill. So meanwhile, Eli's just got his dick out on a fucking windowsill and Utah going, <laughs> where the hell is that girl? Um, so, all right. Then when she walks off, the Mormon friend turns to Jody and she says, look, we all know girls who fucked before marriage and they're all ashamed of themselves, especially after we make all of these videos about how ashamed of themselves they should be and (laughs) force them to watch it. Yeah. She's like, I have all of these anecdotal stats just at my fingertips that I just made up that say that you're (laughs) going to be so miserable if you have sex. Right. Yeah. No, if, if there's anything we know about orgasms is it's more fun when you don't have them. Right. Well, she starts off normal and then she takes a weird right turn <laughs> yes. into extremism, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And none of none of those terms are weird when you're Mormon. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. She's like, well, what should I do? She's like, well, you should tell your boyfriend that there's going to be some rules. Worked out great in Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> safe Spank words. him if he's bad. You need safe words. You need to know, like, have, have a hanky code, maybe. <laughs> So, okay, then we cut to dad. He's dad's about to leave. But wouldn't you know it? The guy from the homeless shelter shows up just then. So we have to have another goddamn flashback of dad being rude to the homeless shelter guy. I love this so yeah, much. So the secretary's like, hey, uh, Mr. Perkins is here or whatever. And he's like, no, 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 I don't have time. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Perkins is just like just barging in you know yeah. what is it what is it with do-gooders just like barging in like <laughs> like that doesn't make any sense like anyway and also what kind of fucking mood were they going through going for with this scene well and it, the, the the lighting like yeah. did anybody else know like it, it is seriously shot to look like a noir film from the 40s it is um, and, and and like an, an Noir film? Like, the only crime I see is the art direction. Oh, my God. <laughs> it is so bad. It, and it's and the way that they've created this look is just they've put, like, a a naked bulb behind the, the filing cabinet or something. Like, <laughs> it is, it is like, low-rent noir. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like if I was trying to do noir on my phone. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. Also, can I just point out that uh, Mr. Perkins or whatever, he's he's the, like... The administrator of the homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. He is not a homeless person himself, but he <laughs> no. comes in dressed like fucking Charlie Chaplin with hat in hand and like <laughs> busted up sweater. He like, looks like a hobo clown. He looks yeah, like a he little. Look like a, he'd look, yeah, if he had 
like shoes that were too big and like holes in his pants. It, it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, and so the way this scene plays out, too, he's on the phone with the secretary, and he's like, oh, why do these do-gooders always bother me so late in the day? And just then, that's when Mr. Perkins barges into his office, and it's, it, you know, it's the whole, oh, he's right behind me, isn't he? It's that moment. But all he called him was a do-gooder. Again, that's Mormon for insult. <laughs> Whoa, not the DG word, man. Yeah, not right. the DG word. <laughs> but uh, don't worry, because there's about to be a real ironic twist of fate. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. Isn't there? By the way, the, the whole do-gooder thing, I'm going to point out, that's Mormon's idea of a non-Mormon's insult. Because right, right now, he's not a Mormon yet. And this is, they're, the non-Mormons are the assholes who won't give a corporate donation to a homeless shelter. And as we will learn, the world's shittiest homeless shelter. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> like, maybe he's just like, dude, we actually gave to the other, to the good homeless shelter. We yeah, gave you to the guys one are, that's actually helping. We like gave people. to a the homeless shelter, Wendy's. not the kitchen full of people that we're about to find out you run. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> All right, so we're still in the flashback here, uh, the Mr. Perkins flashback. Dad goes to leave work in this flashback. His car wouldn't start because uh, God's mad at him for not giving money to the homeless shelter. So he has to find a phone. And apparently he lives in a town that is entirely connected through hobo fire alleys. <laughs> <laughs> I, he just might as well have passed through every dangerous alley at the beginning of every action movie ever. Yeah. It's just like, oh, yeah. RoboCop <laughs> shooting a guy in a dick and Bruce Willis dunking a guy in some way. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure he walked right past Christian Bale, like deciding he's going to be Batman in yeah. that moment. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so he winds his way through Gotham City's underbelly for a little while, and he happens upon this homeless shelter uh, where he can go in and, and ask to use the phone. Now, it apparently doesn't occur to him that this might be the same homeless shelter that the guy had been asking about because like, he's completely surprised to see Mr. Perkins there. Oh, right? yeah. And yeah. I, I want to talk about this tiny moment that happens. As he's heading in, there's like a, a homeless guy heading out and he dives out of this guy's <laughs> way. He might as well scream cooties. He's like, ew, 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 it almost touched me. Oh, God. Honey, do we still have a house? I thought I caught homelessness for a second. Uh, he's, he is walking through and around this homeless shelter the way I would. Just like, ah, uh, ah, uh, no. Oh, gross. Poor people. Uh, poor people. Gross, 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 gross. And the room, the state of this place, like literally the movie producer and the locations manager went to the worst motel that they could find and like went to the owner and said, what's your most modestly priced room? We need a location <laughs> as a homeless shelter. I'd like to put a kitchen table in there and the only African-Americans you'll ever see in a yeah, Mormon movie. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So so yeah. he goes through and he goes into the back to make a phone call and apparently fucking tiny Tim is in the back trying to give him a cheese stick. Oh my god, it's Damien from the Omen trying to force feed this guy. It's the weirdest and what is he holding? Because we all have a different note about the thing he's trying to give him, which is like way too long to be a French fry, but way too like rectangular to be a carrot. I don't, I literally cannot figure out what the fuck this thing was. Well, I was like, who's this glowing boy with a pickle? <laughs> I love dance just as a long rectangle of food. <laughs> I guess breadstick. 
<laughs> so I had cheese stick. Um, yeah. So and 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 by the way, like we cannot overstate just how pig pen Dickensian these homeless people are. Right? They oh, are yeah. all walking around with their little cloud of dust following. It was like a 1920s depression setting. Yeah, yeah. right, like, right, like exactly. Need to hire in uh, Dorothea Lange or yeah, exactly, exactly. This movie, this this scene ends with someone giving their breast milk to a starving man. Yes, I hate <laughs> it when my car breaks down in the dust bowl. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, that was the yeah. Okay. So, and as he's on the phone, he's looking around at all the homeless people, feeling better. He notices that the picture of Jesus is crooked. So he straightens it up and we have this incredibly slow, long pan over the picture of Jesus in case you didn't get who the focus of that picture was. But here's what's interesting about that picture. In the picture, Jesus is sort of, I guess he's supposed to be ministering to the homeless or whatever, but he's lifting up a shelter that some homeless person has created for themselves and bothering a homeless guy. (laughs) It's like literally the look on the guy's face is like, hey, do you mind? Like what are you doing? <laughs> this is I'm I'm sleeping here. Come on, man! You knock move. on my box. That <laughs> painting is actually I looked it up. That painting is called Jesus Breaks Up a Tent City. It's actually really <laughs> moving <laughs> by the guy who does the Trump paintings. <laughs> I, I love the bit too where Mr. Perkins comes up to him afterwards. He's like, "Hey, do you want some of the homeless people's food that was donated? I mean, you know, you don't need it, but <laughs> neither do they. I mean." <laughs> Right. I don't have AIDS or something anyway. Yeah, he offers him food, and the guy's like, um, yeah, no, that's okay. It's I wanted it's him to say yes. Food? Be like, oh, yeah, actually, I'm starving. He's sitting there just <laughs> munching away in front of the Dickensian kid. Have you had this? This is actually pretty good. I mean, I'm probably going to just, like, take half home, and I'll throw it out if I don't eat it, but you know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> or, or he just orders. He's like, yeah, um, do you have a filet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I get this more in a medium well? Um, so, and, and there's also this great passive aggressive moment from Mr. Perkins, right? Because dad goes like, hey, man, I'm sorry about the other day. And Mr. Perkins says, and I quote, don't be, people can change. Uh, what right. a dick thing to say. Right? He's like, I wasn't offered to change. I'm just sorry you heard me call you a dick. Right. <laughs> it was like, yeah, you might as well have been saying, yeah, you were an asshole, but maybe you'll get better someday. Yeah, <laughs> right. Who knows? Weirder things have happened. Yeah, as far as Mr. Perkins knows, this is someone who offered to make a donation to his shelter and didn't have the money the instant he showed up at his office uninvited. And he's right. like, yeah, <laughs> you know, the Lord will forgive you. Like, hey. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just apologizing because, like, you know, I'd run out of checks, you dick. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I guess that uh, I guess that donation is permanently lost in our accounting now. I'm sorry. Yeah, right. Jerk. So okay, but now we cut back out of that flashback, and Mr. Perkins is showing up. But this time, Dad's ready for him with a whole bunch of food and a great big check and a big envelope of cash. Yeah, well, exactly. And what's amazing is that what he shows up to, he's like, "Hey, come with me. I got a thing to show you." And there's this big, there's a truck, and they're loading shit onto a truck. This guy works at a printing shop. What yes. the fuck does a printing shop have that a, <laughs> that they can load into a truck and take to a homeless shelter? Cuts back to the little Dickensian kid. He's like, mmm, dye soup. <laughs> Prussian blue, my favorite. I think we can make clothes out of these posters. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so now we get another flashback with no warning whatsoever. We are cutting to two girls presenting their Amway pitch for Jesus to the family. Oh, my God. I love this so much. So one of the girls goes, something, 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 Jesus Christ. And then the other one, who is obviously not the strong thinker of the two, holds up a picture of Jesus yes! and gestures at it <laughs> because they have a visual aid for Jesus Christ. <laughs> yes, they well, do. I'd like to point out as a former Mormon missionary that, yes, you actually do have to hold a picture up. What? <laughs> this is, oh my this God. is a set thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the discussion. So one person, wait, so when you go in, you're like, okay, this time I get to hold the Book of Mormon, you hold the Jesus picture. <laughs> Yeah, you, you, I mean, you work it out between yourselves, you know, like you have, like, <laughs> you take this paragraph, I'll take that paragraph, but you have the whole thing memorized, right? And it's, you're supposed to pretty much just say what's in a preset speech. It's amazing. And this girl could not more awkwardly have Vanna Whited this picture of Jesus. <laughs> yeah, right. like, she, like, it was clearly, like, in her lap, and she had adjusted her hands down in her lap till they were exactly where she wanted them, and then she just slowly raises it up with yeah it's a fabulous prize it really is so that leads me to a very important question frank how did you unveil the jesus portrait did you do like sort of like a slow rise and then surprise it's jesus or was <laughs> you like a no i'm confident this is jesus the whole time thing. did you have a technique did you get better at it look of surprise you know. oh, they, oh like oh, oh, oh who's this jesus. <laughs> everyone Oh little flare God. juggling in there, start balancing it. <laughs> but just, but just yeah, I, can I, can I? Yes, please. please. I was going to throw to you. That's, oh, what, that's you? what this was going to be because we need the Frank perspective on these Mormon sister missionaries. Well, <laughs> well, I feel like that somebody needs to point out the bangs. Because <laughs> their bangs are what proved to me that they actually were Mormon. Oh, because yes. th those were some serious, like, yeah, claw bangs. The, let me tell you something. Bangs can be nineties, but these bangs are Mormon nineties. There, there is something more to it than that. And I also I love this line that one of the missionaries gives. She says, "We've been reading from the Book of Mormon. It's like a companion book for the Bible, and we'd like to read a passage from the Bible." I'm like, "Why bring up the Book of Mormon then?" <laughs> they already know what the Bible like that is just such an admission with that like well we can't get two sentences out of this book without it being obviously bullshit and terrible so the Bible and Eli what verse was it that we got to get from the Bible John 316 uh, hey, <laughs> hey will you read the part of the Bible that literally everyone knows and is on the bottom of fucking forever 21 bags <laughs> <laughs> surprise <laughs> oh my god it's so fucking stupid and then and then there's this great moment where they like and this is another thing frank can confirm this what you do it, and this is sales 101 hmm. you have the already sold person who's introduced the family there at the meeting hmm. to confirm so the so the blonde girl who slut shamed the other girl mm -hmm. into into taking the missionary lessons is there and these two Mormon, these girls with their bangs of righteousness do a throw to her. Mm. Yes. They make, they make a bunch of random Christian sentiments that don't actually mean anything. And then they literally say, how do you feel about that member who is trying to trick this family into joining this nonsense? <laughs> right. and, they, and she's like, I believe it with all my heart. Mm -hmm. 
there are actually instructions in the discussions, right? Like that, that like say, bear your testimony about this kind of thing now, right? <laughs> and so, like, like it is ask a que- ask a question. Um, it establish they're, they're, they called it building a relationship of trust, and so they would like you're supposed to like ask personal questions at this point in the discussion so that the person feels like you're vested in them and fake sincerity yeah. here. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's yeah, it's mind boggling. Yep. Yeah, no, it's an Amway pitch for Jesus. It's exactly mm-hmm. an Absolutely. Amway pitch for Jesus. This is where Amway got the idea. Mm. And she also, by the way, this member, the, 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 the blonde girl, has, first of all, I'm convinced that she is just trying to manipulate Jody into into a lesbian relationship like i the entire thing she just keeps so there's this moment where she's like well you know despite what jody might think i'm actually a good person and blah 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 like she's negging jody yeah she's totally negging her (laughs) so okay so we we wrap that flashback up i guess and meanwhile bala from the beginning he's still running home with his basketball and his magical transforming Rorschach test of a sweat stain and uh, he a, a bikeathon races past him so he can have another dead little sister flashback <laughs> he's like huh bikes i remember when my sister died <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and by the way can we point out that they they cut from there to the funeral and the emotion that everyone at this funeral displaying is disappointment right just like oh this is just wrecking my monday (laughs) (laughs) ways are mysterious as fuck well first of all i want to point out like we see the the aftermath of the bike accident that this little girl has yeah and why was she riding her bike at two in the morning well on a freeway and how does literally everyone in the film witness this little girl die except dan yeah, right. Yeah, yes. All the entire cast is shown yes. up at this point. Even the Mormon yeah. missionaries are going are there going like, oh, They're this like- is gonna be score, score. <laughs> but now I feel like we understand the other dad's hesitation in getting his daughter a bike. Like this was bad. right, this right. Was bad- no. They're all also, connected. You saw this film, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was the prequel. Wait, I, I, like- I did, I'm gonna I am gonna point out that at the funeral. Mom wore her darkest floral dress. I'm just. <laughs> we did get to a see really that. really somber floral dress. Those were, those were sad flowers, not happy flowers. <laughs> All right. So then we cut back to the Mormon missionaries. And this is the part where they're promising like the whole eternal marriage thing. I feel like you don't want to lead with that. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't always work out well. Family relationships don't end in death. Oh, you hear that, dear? Uh, yes, darling. Yes, in fact, spouses can be married for all eternity. <gasps> wait, 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 sorry, what? Yes, according to our theology, you and your soulmate are forever intertwined in marriage. Um, no! Okay, well... No! Fuck! Oh, are you kidding me? I have been counting the days until one of us dies, and I'm stuck with her forever? Okay, this is... No! 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 Sir, if you could just... Wait, 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 wait. What if I go to hell? She can't come, right? She believes all this shit. If I, if I go to hell, she can't come. I I suppose if you... Perfect. All right. All right. Okay. Darling, where are you going? I'm going to go fuck some kids. He's, he's going to go fuck some kids. I heard. 
Yeah, yeah. So the message is till death to us part is for pussies. Right. So. Yeah, that's just not committed. <laughs> and then the the brother's like, of course, he's like, wait, does that mean we'll see our dead sister again? And then I guess this is the part where the Mormon girl gets to the share your personal testimony about that portion of her flow chart, right? And in their movie, her personal testimony makes no sense. She's like, yeah, um, I don't really know anything about that because I'm 17 and they just sort of brainwashed me into this pitch. But my <laughs> friend's kid died and she was like, whoa. But then she was like, it's cool. She's in the sky ignoring me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna point out that the son i think is wearing literally the same t-shirt i was wearing in the last film i'm just gonna point that out <laughs> they the only 90s, have the two they the just pass them super around. into stripes <laughs> <laughs> well and as a for again as a former missionary uh i want to uh, make a little note here that we were actually instructed uh, that grieving individuals are like the best potential converts that you can find. Um, Were you really? Yeah. They, they just and, admit that. Oh, it's in the handbook, right? Oh. Like, um, I, I'm not joking about this. They list in order the most effective people to find down to the least effective people to find. <laughs> Do they really? And, and so, um, yeah. So the these bottom, two sister it, missionaries, like, You'd be lucky to find one, maybe have a one conversation with somebody who was grieving on your whole mission. These sisters just hit celestial plate pay dirt. Like they, <laughs> they are going straight. It's home a to Mormon Jesus. mother load, baby. Yeah, like wait, what the, so that means that when Mormon missionaries walk into your house and you're like, "I'm sorry, I recently lost a daughter," they're like, "Yes, oh yeah." <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they, they hear, they literally hear that cha-ching sound. It sounds like God. water flowing into a tub. Oh, <laughs> just, I want him to close the door and just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Open it up again. So sorry for your sorry. loss. Can we come in? <laughs> I just like, I like to imagine that list of all of the different categories of people. And at the very bottom are the voices that you're hearing now. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, I get it because grieving moms fuck. So if you can get in there, they <laughs> oh, go. You fuck a grieving mom. You'll see. It is fantastic. <laughs> oh, and this I'm moment, saying do a nice thing for a grieving. You guys, <laughs> yeah. Sick of being no, the new guy. We're with you. I do. Love, I, <laughs> I do love the moment where this, this, uh, this sister missionary goes through her whole monologue about how her friend had a, a, daughter who died or whatever she is not you know mormons aren't good at registering human emotions it's like it's, she is trying to cry but it's mostly coming out like she's minorly annoyed that she has to re relate this <laughs> story or like it, it literally is of dust ejecting from her tear ducts yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, and then, of course, we come back out of this flashback and, and Rorschach, the sweat stain, is still running home. But he starts running even faster now. And I so wanted him to get hit by a car. Um, <laughs> that's just me, I guess. Yet another reason to get baptized. Now they're going to get baptized double. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, and of course, now we have to also see the adventures that the girls have to go through uh, to get home. So, damn it, if they don't get a flat tire. And yeah. literally... They get out of the car and one of the girls is like, how can I fix this tire? I have a vagina. 
<laughs> oh, several times they're like, oh, if only my father or brother were here. Yeah. Uh-huh. I just love the, like, and then the other girl, the blonde girl uh, is like, this is the final test, which, oh, no, 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 Frank, no. You, t- you go ahead. Okay. So like this, this is classic Mormon shit right here. Every time there's a baptism, Mormons, uh, like a con- convert baptism, Mormons see the Lord testing the convert in the most trivial ways. It's like, hey, Jesus here, I'm going to pop this tire so the new convert <laughs> thinks twice about getting baptized. Come on, Jesus. It's not like there isn't this thing called getting baptized just a little later than scheduled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is no, great. sorry, you missed your window. Yeah, right. no, done. You're, you're out. You're out. Sorry. <laughs> if there's one thing we can tell you about Mormons, they are not a punctual people. <laughs> there, matter of fact, the joke in Utah is Mormon standard time, which is like, you know, 15 to 20 minutes behind when they're, when they say they're going to show up because they've got 43 children. It's impossible to get there on time. Right, right. No, clearly. I do want to point out that the final test, when she said this is the final test, I was pretty sure that what she meant was that once you change this tire, you will be a lesbian with me now. <laughs> She's... She stands up, she's got one side of her head shaved, and she's wearing a plaid shirt. What happened? I don't... I guess. So, okay, and then we get... And keep in mind, like, how little this movie has to say that they have to throw in this tire chain. It's not like... It's not like something happens here, right? They just put the spare on, and while they're doing that, just to give the scene a little bit more flavor, I guess, they, they have this, like... Gee, remember that boyfriend I never fucked? He sure still does date me. Yeah. A little conversation. I just wrote, it's really nice to know that we're only doing anal. (laughs) (laughs) She even says, she's like, I used to think that following your rules and not being allowed to do things would give me fewer choices. But now I realize it's the opposite. I'm like, no, that's, that is impossible to be true. That can't. (laughs) You anyway, yeah. Basically, she said, "Boy, sure was hard thinking for myself. Glad I put that behind me." All right, so Bala gets home. He has to run upstairs for a shower, but first he has to hug his mom, right? Because he's almost Mormon now, right? Uh, which he apparently never did before. No, no, because he was an asshole she's back then. Shocked, she is baffled that her son loves her yeah. in that moment. So okay, so he heads in. He has to check in on dead sister's room. And then we have to have another flashback to dead little sister where apparently she gave him that basketball. Yeah, and then he gives it back. <laughs> I wanted a montage of her checking him really hard. Guard the box, asshole. <laughs> but, uh, okay, here, have this dirty basketball in your bed. Oh, my God. And that room is impossibly pink. It oh, is, God. It's like they were like, how do we make this look like a little girl's room? No, more. No, yeah. more, <laughs> more. If it doesn't look like the interior of a, of a vagina, we're not done yet. Right. Yeah. All right. So now sis gets home. She can get ready for the baptism. And dad pulls up right then, too. And God damn it. If we don't have another fucking flashback to that one time when they were all having a hose fight while dressed in matching yellow. OK. Uh, question. Why do all Mormons dress in the same color as a family <laughs> to... Is that actually not supposed to be porn? Everyone spraying each other with hoses. Oh, oh my God. It's so funny because his dad pulls up 
she turns around and suddenly you get this steel string guitar, which to my mind is like, oh, we're in a biker bar and sexy person's going to come out or whatever. Some, yeah, something like it, that. Yeah. I mean, musical note, dad gets a boner, right? It's just <laughs> the weirdest. And then smash cut to the car wash scene in Cool Hand Luke times three. It's the weirdest shit. <laughs> and also just in case this scene was in danger of making sense they have the whole bit where the, the mom and the two daughters are out there washing the car and getting each other wet and having a little water fight dad comes out all pissed off but he's not really pissed off he was hiding a camera behind his back so that he could film them but as a surprise what the fuck is going on well, here and he comes out and he yells at them and you yeah. know, we don't hear what he's yelling but it's like fuck you how, how dare you get wet yeah, <laughs> why would he be mad? And then he pulls out the camera, and then they all spray him, which, if you know 90s technology, that camera did not survive. No. Nope. <laughs> I was like, nope. damn, this family's rich. They don't even care. They don't yeah. <laughs> $1,000 video camera. <laughs> and I love to, so we get out of that flashback. The daughter comes in, and she's like, Mom, you wouldn't believe what happened to us. We got a flat tire. And the mom's like, why would I... Why would that be hard to believe? That's just one of those. It's it's almost too mundane for you to mention. Also, can I point out that the mom's hair is in big rollers? Which, yeah. Uh, sure, that's fine. But you're going to be baptized by immersion. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck are you doing your hair at all? You're about to go under. Shh, I haven't <laughs> told her yet. <laughs> I want her to be freezing it in that hydro stuff they put on sneakers so that the water just all magnifies off of it. She comes up <laughs> in perfect curls. Not today, water. Not today. <laughs> Oh, and then she has to turn to dad and she's like, I don't know what's going on with your son. He embraced me as though I was his mother. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, and that leads us to the fucking flashback of all flashbacks <laughs> back when Scott was a young, unmormonized hooligan. Yeah. He was addicted Thunder. to video games, guys. Addicted to video games. <laughs> we don't even know that much. Basically, no, we, we don't. He was just in an arcade once. His dad, like literally, it's raining outside. His dad is soaked to the bone, looks yes. in the window like a, a street urchin looking at food. Or like, where is, like, he, this scene is supposed to be, it's like the Mormon equivalent of the dad braving his way into a crack house to pull yes. his son out or whatever. Like, Absolutely. I'm going to. I will but rescue the boy. Yes. Staying but he's out late playing, playing video Defender. games. You're not my son. <laughs> yes. I love it. I have in my nose. I'm like, wait, is is playing Street Fighter Mormon for rebellious teen? Because at 16, I was free basing cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. They are doing so much to try to shoot this like a crack den. Like you've got people just like, oh, getting another diet coke. And he's like, no, no. <laughs> Don't so do it, Jimmy. Fun. No, this scene really did it for me when I was 16. I was like, damn, look at that bad boy playing video games. <laughs> Literally, uh, I'm, I do want to point out, he's not kidding. He did watch this movie when he was, when oh, he yeah. was young. Yeah, I saw this one. Amazing. <laughs> Fucking amazing. So, yeah, and so they have this, and, and the kid is trying to be the bad kid, but again, it's Mormon, so they can't have him go like, fuck off, dad, or something like that. He's just like, go, and the dad's Ugh. like, get out of here, and then that's it. Right. Well, well, then they go out to the fucking car to have the video games talk. Right. It's yeah. <laughs> he goes. So this is literally what happened. He goes, Scotty, we have to talk. And he goes, Okay, talk. 
And he goes, ah, oh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> the end. The yes. end. Because he yes. doesn't know Jesus yet. You see. Mormon passive aggressiveness does not know how to write that particular confrontation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, look, we're not allowed to use swear words. I have nothing to say. <laughs> All right, so now we cut uh, back from that flashback to Scott running downstairs, and his tie. Oh, floral print, floral yeah. print, and uh, it's cornflower blue with daisies on it. How the fuck is that even a thing you can buy? All I'm saying is Mormons know how to find their florals. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Yeah, and they're like running out of the house and he stops his dad and he's like, hey, dad, I was wondering, now that we believe in ghosts, do you think my sister's going to be there and like move stuff with her ghost powers? And he's like, um, maybe. Why don't we just go switch religions? Switch religions. I love that moment because it was like, maybe Sarah will be there. And dad, I like to my mind, it's like, well, if she's not, son, then this whole thing is bullshit. And we're yeah, right. wasting our time. This so a huge fucking I guess waste. I hope she's there too. <laughs> He's like, hey, dad, I was thinking my dead sister is still alive and sending me messages because religion is helping me psychologically. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Okay, so they all leave uh, and and they pull up at the church for the big day. Uh, Smallest Mormon temple I've ever seen. What the fuck is this thing? (laughs) That's actually a really enormous Mormon meeting house. (laughs) That is just a. Okay, well, it didn't take up an entire city block, so I was unimpressed. (laughs) Unimpressed, I say. (laughs) Wasn't made of gold or anything. Yeah. So, and I also love this moment because they're in the parking lot and Scott's checking his tie in the mirror and dad walks by and goes, vanity. I'm like, oh, (laughs) fuck you. You're not even Mormon yet. (laughs) He had to reference the pride video. Yes. It's, it's, they're, they're crossing the street. It's all, you know, it's a unified universe. Yeah. No, I get it. It's it's just like the Avengers. Um, so, okay. And also, I find this a strange thing. Maybe you guys can fill me in on this one. Um, they're all dressed in white to get baptized. Um, is that so that people can see your junk once you're wet? Oh, let me tell you something. I was watching this, and I they pan across this dry family all dressed in white. And I'm like, oh, I'll bet you money they don't show the women coming out of the water. Well, they do, but they pan up very quickly to yeah. their heads. Yep. Yeah. Full, yeah. Full torso on men, which is like, you see nip on these guys. It's so yeah. see-through. And with and- the girls, if you slow it down enough, you can... <laughs> He's got to be really patient and careful. I, by the way, P.S. Andrea was outraged as we were watching this that the women got to wear dresses because she had to be baptized. They have these jumpsuit things that they put mm-hmm. us all in. Mm-hmm. These like polyester, nasty jumpsuits that we all get baptized. And I will testify that you see it, they are clingy. They are, this is like, like I'm surprised Mormons, I, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that Mormons regularly go and like, like have to masturbate after every baptism because <laughs> shit gets clingy. So, well, I had to masturbate after this one. I'll give it to him. I'll give it to him. It did it for me. And by the way, this family could not be more stoked to be wet in front of a crowd of people. Like they are impossibly beaming and smiling constant throughout this scene. It's insane. So then we cut back to the little sister's room. Uh, the 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 main character, he looks at the picture, he goes, we're on our way, Sarah. In fact, I'm pretty much over your death now, like now that I'm wet. <laughs> I just like, here's the thing. E- Eli, you had a different take on that line because the kid mumbled so badly. 
Like, like it's the last, it is the closing line of the whole film. It's the most important line. It's summing it all up. I thought he said, run away, Sarah, run away. And I was like, <laughs> whoa, what is that? A rib? We're going to do some candles, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do some creepy shit to ghosts now that we're Mormons. Yeah. <laughs> by the way, by the way, with this final scene, the sun completes the entire family. They have all now been in denim on denim at some point. In the <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they end. He actually makes a free throw at the end of this it, it, in what looks like a single take. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Well, what looks. Yeah. It's all in one mo in one scene. Well, it shot. is. Yeah. It, no, it is in a I'm single take. It was <laughs> like 50 takes, but they yeah, got right. it eventually. But this is the single one that they used. Yeah. All right. Well, I think the important thing here, uh, the important takeaway for all of us as we wrap up the third one is that, uh, hey, Dan has Mormon movie connections. So when we sucker the LDS into financing our Mormon education video, what will the moral be? Any suggestions? I'm just going to say none of them have had a moral yet. I don't know why we would have to have one for our film. ha. <laughs> Um, ooh, ooh, if you want daddy to buy you something, fitting your whole ice cream cone in your mouth is a good place to <laughs> oh, start. Jesus Christ. Oh, God damn. I, would that have been out of place? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I always get to these closing lines one second too late. <laughs> uh, Frank, Dan, you made it to the finish line. Congratulations. But if our listeners aren't quite finished with you yet, uh, where can they go to hear more? Well, uh, thank God I'm atheist is the podcast. It's on all of the, uh, it's on the iTunes and the Stitcher and all the pod blasters that you might be, uh, looking for. We even have a YouTube channel, which mm. is a uh, youtube.com slash TGI atheist. And, uh, you can join us there. We're actually this week's discussion. We're going to sort of be talking a little bit about, uh, internal propaganda with more with, with, within churches because, uh, watching these movies has given us all PTSD. <laughs> well, I, I I really appreciate you guys getting your uh, PTSD with us. <laughs> you, we wouldn't want to do it with anyone else. <laughs> I People tell me that all the time about their PTSD. <laughs> and well, that's going to do it for our review of Dan's Home Movies. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to entice you back next week. So, Eli, tell us what's on deck. God's Army 2, States of Grace. Oh, hell yeah. I've been looking forward to that one for a long time. So with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 147 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Frank and Dan for hanging out with us today. And an even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Needed, and The Skeptic Card, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law offices of P. Andrew Torres. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All of the music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Eli Bosnick and Frank and Dan, I'm No Illusions. Promise to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. If any ex-Mormons are interested in earning a bike, reach out to me at Eli Bosnick. Nope. 60... Dan went on to study acting in college and is now much better at it, I fucking promise. <laughs> in terms of acting skills, Dan really only had one direction to go. And Judy discovers the CES letter and leaves the church, becomes addicted to meth, and starts waiting tables overnight at Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Which is good, because otherwise she was going to wind up a Mormon. <laughs> I tried my best. I think I'm pretty sure uh, you're going to be saying that an awful lot during this record. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <coughs> oh. The thing I, I want I want to be appreciated for the gift that I'm giving you, people. Oh Such my God, dude! This was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> can computers be incels? <laughs> I don't think they can not be. In cellular <laughs> phones. Oh boy! Bad. Bad. Shit tits. <laughs> the preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm LLC. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved.